Hey, hey, it's the Early Game Podcast. Yeah. Hello and welcome listeners to this, our third episode of 2022. It's been a great year so far. I'm joined this evening by my wonderful co-host, Faris. Welcome, everyone. And you will be seeing the return of Evan, I believe, now in only one week, provided, uh, fingers crossed, all goes to plan, which we no doubt it will. So you'll be seeing Evan again soon. But one more episode of the uh, the Ramu's Dalek <laughs> collab. Um, you glo- gloriously butchered my name there, but that's okay with me. Oh, okay. Sorry. Dalalich? <laughs> yeah, sure. There's much better. Okay, there we go. The Ramu's X Dalalich collab. Sorry about that. Okay, but we're back in. The dynamic duo is back. The dynamic duo is back. And we've got chocker full of news for you this week. Lots of stuff going on. So much. Obviously, Since we missed last week. Exactly, exactly. And there was obviously one main story that you will have heard of, maybe, quite likely, but we're going to go into into depth with it and what it means for the future of gaming, the whole industry. Um, But we'll start with the lighter stuff because there's been loads going on. Uh, So, as per... Faris, what have you played this yes. week? Let's start off just with a quick catch-up, because it's been a couple of weeks since I've heard your dulcet tones. Ah, thanks for uh, complimenting my tones. Uh, as I as I announced, I think last podcast, maybe two podcasts ago, Hitman, the trilogy is on Game Pass, and that's what I've been playing for a week or so now. Uh, and it's an absolute blast. I I played these games on PS4 before, and having them on PC is such a difference. Like it looks much sharper, it runs at like 100 FPS, and it uh, is so much quicker. And it's been so much fun playing Hitman 3 for the first time because I think that game has probably the best maps in the entire trilogy. But I'm also going through the for all three games now in chronological order again, and I just love these games so much. They're some of the best games I've ever played. And I'm having a fantastic time with them right now. Have you found some horribly sadistic ways to complete the missions? You know when you know you've stumbled across the perfect way to end it, and they've you know a dev's left it in there for you to do it in some great way. Yeah, I I, I pushed a woman into a grape crusher. Nice. That was probably the worst. Um, but yeah, there's 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 a lot of creative ways to kill people. My favorite one's probably there's a map. Uh, I don't know if you've, ever, uh, if you've ever seen this. There's a map set in England and like this old, huge manor. Oh, I bet that's quality. No, I haven't played that. It's it's amazing. And uh, you're going after the matriarch of this old, uh, powerful family. And the the funniest thing about this is that they called a, a private uh, investigator, a detective to the house to investigate another murder that happened uh, in the house. And you can disguise yourself as the investigator and solve that murder and through that get to your target. Amazing. And it's so it's it's like this amazing spoof on like Agatha Christie or something like that. Yeah. And it's so fucking funny. <laughs> Just one more thing. Oh no, that's uh, that's Columbo. Columbo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, just so much fun. These games are incredible and everyone should play them if they haven't already and having all of them together in one big package around game pass is incredible well and we've we've been speaking a lot but i think game pass is absolutely worth the price to get because starts at, even if you play full price it's so cheap for how much you're getting speaking of game pass minecraft included on it which i was playing again recently yeah uh playing alone or oh yeah no i just uh, was downloading some worlds to explore i don't 
I don't build much or play the survival. I just try and find these great like community projects and just walk around them. Yeah. Um, one of them was a so- Castle Ravenloft from a famous D and D campaign, and I was just walking <laughs> around it and like flying about and exploring it, and it was yeah, it was every bit as magical as I was hoping. It's so cool. It's 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 an incredible thing, Minecraft. I'm surprised he- someone hasn't tried to copy it in some way. In, in like a big way. I mean, I'm sure people have tried to make... Oh, I suppose it's perfecting what it does so well. But yeah, well, I'm surprised no one's tried to rip could, off that format. You could argue that Roblox kind of did in a way, but it's more about... It's more social though, isn't it? It's more social and it's more about creating actual games. Yeah. But the, the idea is like a more social Minecraft in a way. Because Minecraft... So it's just a shame, uh, especially like 10 years ago or something, Minecraft playing with other people was so complicated you had to get like server ips and, and be whitelisted and things like that yeah uh, it's marginally better now but i wish it was just much much more accessible in that because there's yeah. so much cool shit just to enter discover. my game name or whatever and you immediately can join if i just click accept if you uh, want yeah I, I mean the last time i played it was like a year ago i think it's kind of like that but i'm not sure i don't know as i say i just jump on it's gotten look better at people's things yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I should try that again. It was good. And, of course, I was... Uh, uh, well, we can't talk about it, but uh, I played a uh, beta test of a certain Battle Royale. Uh, well, no, I can say it was the uh, Game Freak on Frontlines uh, BR. Yeah. Um, can't talk about it, but I also was pleasantly surprised. So, yeah. I'm sure we're going to have a discussion about that at some point. Yeah, 100%. I think... Um, yeah, I would like... I'd really like to get your uh, take on it. It's... Um, yeah, there's a lot to talk about there. It's like a... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, don't get into trouble for that game. No, we'll, no. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have time to talk about it. We'll have time. We'll have time. And I'm sure it'll be uh, an open beta and we can all play together again sometime soon. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be great fun. So, before we do get into the news roundup, I have a little game question. If you remember back in the early days, the pod, uh, these were more regular, but then I just didn't keep up with them. But a little, uh, just to pick your brains and get the creative juices flowing before we jump into the news. Faris, yes. if you could live in one fictional world from a game, which would it be? Now, I thought about this. And I think, this is maybe a boring answer, but I think I'm going to pick uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. And that makes sense. Makes sense, though. But but I will want, um, uh, I, under two conditions... Uh, one, I want to decide who lives with me, because okay. that was I had uh, some absolute assholes on my island in that game, and I don't want that. I want to be with my friends and maybe one or two cool famous people. And um, like in the game, I want to have the ability to uh, use an exploit to time travel and become mega rich in a short amount of time, so that I don't have to work for the landlord. So want to kind of just... mod your reality. Yeah, because you can do that exploit in Animal Crossing where you jump into other people's games and like turn the clock back and things like that to to um, get much more money much more quickly. And I want to be able to do that because it's really annoying how Tom Nook is just a fucking landlord. But those two conditions apply that I would absolutely love to live there because they, they have Wi-Fi. Oh, okay. <laughs> really? And it's, uh, yeah, you oh, can have like, consoles and stuff. No. <laughs> And and, and um, it's like a beautiful island with your best friends, that somehow is self-sufficient. It's like, it's wonderful. And all the cares in the world just fade away. 
Yes. Oh, it's absolutely lovely. Oh, that's very pick? lovely. Well, <laughs> Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> just constant uh, special uh, police units just constantly killing each other for no apparent reason. Yeah, just constantly, <laughs> and I'm just I'm just constantly caught in a mid sort of terrorism. I'm like, I'm like one of the civilians. Yeah. I'm the hostage. You're the hostage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuse, no. <laughs> Every time. Uh, no, I thought about this, and I thought, um, well, I really like the idea of a medieval RPG, but in so many of them, actually, like the life of a, a life of a peasant or a normal person would be it's fucking miserable. Shit, yeah, it'd be really terrible, really miserable. Um, but no, I still like the idea of just going back and living in a time before technology as a simple farmer. So I thought, what's the most sort of cutesy, uh, non-threatening of those, but which is. I know. I suppose draws particularly on kind of English mythology. Well, maybe it's just because it's my favourite RPG anyway. Bit cliche, but I'm going to say Fable 1. As long as I live in peacetime <laughs> and I just own an orchard in Oakvale, that's probably the place I'd choose to live. And, and you can woo women by farting at them. Exactly. And I'd call myself Chicken Chaser. Go on, Chicken <laughs> Chaser. That'd be my name. <laughs> and Neelab would be my, uh, yeah, <laughs> my wife on the orchard. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. It would be what perfect. a beautiful image. I know. It would be lovely. <laughs> um, no, I did think long and hard, uh, but I just think I would love it, and I would just like to explore that world. Okay, well, uh, not so much a game, but more just to pick your brains and just see what's going on in the uh, mind of Faris this evening. News Roundup. Yeah. We've got our show notes in front of us. Should we take this one by one, or how would you like to? I think we should do the first one on the list last. Okay. Okay, yeah. But the, the other ones we can go bit by bit. And the first one on the list kind of leads in to our larger discussion. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. Okay, well, should we begin then with the news? Bong! That Gran Turismo 7 is not delayed. It's going to be at the state of play, which, ladies and gentlemen, based on the day that this was... Oh, it'll be too late. You'll have missed it. Unless you already knew this bit of news, it's too late. <laughs> but Sony's state of play happened last night, if you're listening to this immediately upon release. It happened on Wednesday, the 2nd of February, so very early in the month. Uh, the leaks and rumours were true. It was going to happen very early on February. And based on the trailer that me and Faris and uh, the guys in the office are watching today, it looks like it's pretty much going to be half an hour of Gran Turismo 7. Yes. Which uh, we kind of forgot to talk about. The the last time we speculated what the state of play could be about, I, at least I completely forgot about Gran Turismo, to be very honest with you. Um, but it makes sense. I mean, uh, I kind of forgot that it's coming out very soon, like a month in a month, basically. And it makes sense that they're starting to, like, uh, rev up the marketing, pun fully attended, um, and start to just market the game and, and show it a bit more because I feel like a lot of people like me probably kind of forgot about it by now. Yes, and it was, there was, you can probably guess from my introduction, there were rumours just recently that it was going to be delayed, so I think that might have put people back into it, yeah. oh, don't worry about it just yet. I do think in particular as well, so that, that Gran Turismo, because it's such high budget, will be especially good at, but racing games have always been really, really good at showing off the tech of something new. They always yeah. can look impressive. They can, you know, the, you know, the speed you're moving can show, it, you can really demonstrate how good a high frame rate can look um, and how good uh, high fidelity graphics, how satisfying and immersive they can be. So I think especially with a huge um, title like this, we're really going to see 
This this will probably be, I imagine, the most impressive PS5 game we've seen yet. Um, well, I say that tentatively, but no, I think it could well be. Uh, I mean, I think, obviously we've got I Horizon think, as well, but I think um, the exclusives so far were all quite impressive. I think like mm-hmm. Returnal, I love the look of uh, Ratchet and Clank. Um, and Demon Souls, I, I was especially impressed with. Yeah. Um, and this is, of course, a different thing. And like you say, uh, I mean, car games have always looked tremendous um, in the context of their time. So I'm, I'm very interested to see. Uh, also, maybe to a point now where um, you wonder if there's like diminishing returns kind of about this thing, because it's like, how much better can it really look? Yeah. But, At what point do you, should you just go and drive? <laughs> yeah. 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 And, but I did play a lot of like Forza Horizon Five, and uh, as wonderful as that game looks, there was some stuff where I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this could be a bit sharper. This could be a bit, you know, more yeah. impressive. And I wonder. Uh, I mean, Grand Turismo Seven will look inst- uh, outstanding. There's no doubt in my mind. So uh, I am kind of interested to see that aspect of it. I don't have a PS5, so I'm not going to play it. But they are also really cool games. So this yeah. is this is pretty cool. I'm 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 happy for PS5 owners. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. It's nice to see something. It should uh, I don't know if it will quite stress test the tech yet. It's still pretty early in the PS5's uh, life cycle. But yeah, yeah, it's good to see this will be a real step forward in what it can do potentially. Although. Before we do move on, I do hope the state of play shows there's at least a little something else. Like, I, Gran Turismo 7 deserves a lot of time to be showcased, but, uh, you know, state of play, it's it's not a full <coughs> event, it's a half an hour thing, but I'll feel a bit cheesed off if I tune in and it's just Gran Turismo. Like, give me, give me a crumb of something else, you know? Just give me like a, even if it's like a... I don't know, 30 seconds of Horizon or something. Just to, just to give me a little something else. I think, um... If we see something else, it won't be anything big, I think. And I remember part of that leak we talked about in one of the last uh, last two episodes was that there will be another state of play in March, probably. Yes. And I assume that one will be focused on Horizon. And well, Horizon I da- will be I... out by then. Really? Have re- I thought, it's ca- I thought it is coming now? out. In- I thought it was coming out in March. It's coming out in February. You're totally right. It's coming out in two weeks. I know, it's wild. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, Last okay. of Us, perhaps, at the March one. Um, the yeah, remake the, or the... I was, I was going to say Actions. there will be a Last of Us one because of the show coming out and things like that. Yeah. Um, I wonder when that will be. I had literally completely forgotten that Horizon's that early. I was thinking like April or something. But yeah, maybe we'll see a little bit. But they have already shown stuff outside of State of Play in, uh, like last week or so. So yeah. I, I'm not sure. It's crowned. One it's last... a crowned February. I mean, we've said that uh, a lot recently. We knew that yeah. going into it, but uh, also Gran Turismo Seven, which we forgot, is up there with all these other titles. Yeah, I mean it's early March, but that's the same. Well, it's all within like the, a month. The, the spring. So many... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Over that four-week period. Man, we are all. By the time this episode comes out, we we are in the month where Elden Ring will come out. I know and that's that is, pretty amazing. I believe, isn't I, it? I'm I'm tearing up just at the thought of that. What day of the week is it? Is it a Wednesday? Uh, I think it might be a Friday. I think it might be the 28th. Right. Mute this in case the bosses are listening. I think I'm going to maybe take the day off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We'll have a little look-see. Oh, no, it's the 25th. 
It's a Tuesday. Oh, cheese day. Lame. Ah, uh, that is lame. I'll just wait till the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I'll just wait till the weekend, or I'll just not. Or I'll just come in ridiculously tired on the other day. <laughs> I haven't slept. I had to kill Gregorich the Great. Yeah, it's some ridiculous boss. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Yeah, me neither. Should we move on from our Shall weekly we? Elden yes. Ring segment? Yeah, for our weekly. Oh, I can't wait for Elden Ring. And then afterwards, it'll be the weekly. Have you killed this boss yet in Elden Ring? Oh, God. Okay. Would you like to introduce the next piece? Yes. Um, there has been news, I think, again, based or, or like a league rather based on Tom Henderson again, a well-trodden name, uh, who leaked a lot of inside info about Battlefield and his newest revelation is that parts of the game might become free to play. Uh, Battlefield 2042, that is. Um, and that is weird and interesting, isn't it? Yes. I always thought pre-launch they should have made their hazard zone free to play, but going in, I thought that would be closer to a battle royale than it is. So now I'm hearing about yeah. this. I'm wondering which modes... Which modes would you make free to play? A lot of people pre-ordered and spent, you know, some of them upward of 120 euros or quid on this game. I'm I'm unsure. You couldn't you couldn't make the whole game free to play for that sake, and you want to get people to buy it if nothing else to level their weapons. I could see Portal becoming free to play. That would definitely get a lot of the uh, legacy fans back in. That's definitely the best part of that game as well. I think what they should do is make that free to play and make like a season pass for that and things like that and give people who have bought the game or are going to buy the game like exclusive rewards and things like, or like I don't know, 40 levels of the season pass or something like that. Like, yeah. Could give you... them something um, because I think that has the most potential going forward, I think. Absolutely. Because but, but the Battlefield fans are out there. They're just depressingly, they're playing BF1 and BF5 more than they're playing Battlefield 2042 right now. Yeah. So like okay. the market's there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they will get those people by implementing those games into another game with uh, uh, uglier menus, which is basically what Portal is in my opinion it, it depends but how much the potentials can, there yeah and if they they really did um you know some of those old sure they're reusing the the design of old assets but the uh remade concept they've done from bad company from bf3 from 1942 does look incredible and i know bf5 and bf1 were so recent that it won't be as much of a as much of an improvement but it would be lovely to see um to see those things in on next year in next gen quality, you know the Sinai Desert from BF One, for instance, or some of those old tanks and planes. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I, I you're right. I think Portal would be the one they would do it with. Hazard Zone. I, uh, they're going to need to go back to the drawing board on that one. Um, when we can speak more freely about a certain battle royale, I've got, I've got some. I know. I keep. I'm yeah, a playtester. Me... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you should have... It, it's still such... Sorry, back to our weekly Elden Ring segment. Uh, the episode when I talked about having played the beta was very fun. Uh, but you weren't there. Aww. And I was I was in that mode for like an hour. I bet it... Yeah, I bet it felt <laughs> so privileged. I mean, people were selling the beta codes to Elden Ring for silly amounts of money. So I hope... I'm glad that you did enjoy it and make the most of it and felt privileged yeah. for doing so. Yeah. Yeah. You know who else might feel privileged soon? Oh, hello. Hello. Great link. Bong. Next piece of news. 
Um, I love I love a good segue. Yeah, and I, I think I know who's going to feel privileged. This certainly tickled me. Right, let's introduce the news first, a second. <laughs> there has been uh, rumors that uh, Gears of War and Fable, the, se- oh, the entire series, are going to get remastered in some form or get like uh, kind of like a Master Chief Collection f- version of those series. So like one compact... Um, bundle where all these games are potentially also remastered and coming out anew. Uh, I have to admit, I haven't heard this about Fable, which so, is interesting. So the rumors have were about, read about a big the Xbox stuff. IP, and Gears and Fable oh, are the right. rumored ones, yeah. but I, I wrote these um, show notes before seeing that a second leaker who's been known to be correct on a few Xbox stuff said with a pun, wow, the gears are really turning on this mm. rumor, so it's more likely to be gears, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately. I, th- I mean, that's it, it. Makes more sense for gears, honestly. It makes a lot of sense, also because uh, I tried to go back to that series and play it, uh, but only the first one of the old ones is on Game Pass right now. I think. Oh, really? And that is a shame. You don't. Um, and I think because also you now have five games, and there's a sixth one coming in some years. Um, so having those in a sort of Master Chief Collection-like presentation would be amazing because I loved, uh, you remember my journey through the Halos last year, I loved having all those games in one place and being able to very easily go through them. Just bang through one them. Of them. Yeah. And I wanted to, I, I saw this amazing video essay on the, the Gears of War series recently and uh, that made me really want to play those games, but I, I can right now on the PC, uh, at least through Game Pass, only played the first one, which is kind of annoying. Ah, oh, and, and you know what it, is annoying? It didn't. It's the one before Horde was introduced with the second game, and Horde would have been the replayability mm. that would have been. Like, imagine if we could have jumped on and just played, you know, via Game Pass. Uh, yeah, just Horde mode together. That would have been awesome. But the first yeah. one, oh, we could do co-op sometime. I could always fuck with some gears. Tell me if you uh, do end up installing that, and I'll do the same. I might. I mean, uh, I'll I'll see how. Um... I mean, this will happen. This must happen eventually. It yeah. just makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I'll, 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 I'll wait a little bit to see if they announce it soon. Um, I could see it coming out, coming out this year maybe, because I don't think they have Microsoft have many titles set for this year yet, like exclusive titles. I might be completely wrong in that. Uh, so it would kind of make sense to give the people at least something, you know. And I think it's been long enough now. Gears has kind of become an iconic legacy franchise. It's it's yeah. definitely been long enough that it can it's get legendary. that MCC treatment. Exactly, yeah. So, hugely, hugely exciting to look forward to. I was racking my brain there for a link as good as your last one, but I can't think of one. So, bong, Respawn working on new Star Wars first-person uh, shooter. I don't know why I've put trailer in the notes. Respawn are working on... Respawn um, uh, make, uh, work for... EA, they not work. They're owned by EA, and they did the Titanfall series. Did they also do Apex? They did Apex Legends, and they did uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Okay, okay. So they've got a pretty good pedigree there, um, and uh, they uh, and they an worked amazing with Star studio. Wars. And uh, founder or co-founder of the company, Vince Sampella, basically took over EA, uh, and I think he is now also working on uh, to clean up Battlefield. Basically. Okay, so they've, oh, they've I, they, so they've cleaned up dice. They've taken, yeah, I know. Dice has been almost like it's been put on the naughty step 
No more yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, after Battlefield 2042. No, no, no. Yeah, think about what you've done. Sit there. Think about what and you've done. And don't touch it yeah. ever again. <laughs> and we're going to give the IP to Respawn see what they can do. Well, I mean, they'll, yeah. it'll be fucking amazing, whatever they do, because every game they ever made is amazing. So um, I I have high, high hopes in, in this because I completely trust this company to make a great video game. And I'm, like, yeah, and I'm always uh, down to see... Um, new new um, kind of takes on the Star Wars thing like like Battlefront from DICE they did do some things incredibly well the launch of 2 was very poor I know they stuck around to save it but rather than a third and I know Battlefront fans might not like to hear this I'm similarly more excited to see Respawn do a shooter with it I'm more I would rather them do it than we just give DICE a third opportunity absolutely um, yeah they, they tried it didn't work out I mean those games weren't horrible or anything like they were okay, and I quite liked the bits I played of um, Battlefront 2, but uh, years after the controversy. But it, it also wasn't massively exciting. It was kind of like a, a pretty version of those old games, which is like, yeah, I mean, they're like 20 years old, and this kind of feels like a 20-year-old game in a way, just massively pretty. And I'm sure, I mean, if you look at Titanfall and even Apex Legends, Respawn is a much, much more creative studio. And I think Respawn has an instinctive understanding of um, uh, making a more competitive shooter, which I think would work with Star Wars. Like, DICE can have this thing of feeling like you're just sort of bumbling around a massive... It's like walking on a painting. It's massive and it's beautiful and it's really, like, breathtaking, but the actual combat can feel quite shallow. Um, yeah. and whereas Respawn, I think they've got a well, it feels at least from those games like they've got a better understanding of what makes a great potentially competitive shooter. And I hope I hope it's uh, single player and multiplayer because the show of Type for two that they can also make amazing single player games uh, or shooter as well. And I also really like Jedi Fallen Order. And they they're gonna make a sequel for that as well. That was also announced. Yes. Um, so yeah. That's they've got a lot of work on their hands. Yeah, and they're publishing or co-developing a third Star Wars game, um, which is gonna be a strategy game made by um, people who worked uh, who worked at Firaxis, so who made the XCOM games. Oh, so, I love the XCOM games. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna play XCOM too. Sorry. <laughs> yes, you sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> edit that out. That doesn't add anything to the podcast. But I'm gonna download that tonight. It's a fantastic. It does a fantastic game. So so good. Um, and yeah, the, the some of those people are gonna make a Star Wars strategy game, which is also very exciting. I love when you leveled up the uh, ones that run in with their sort. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's that's exciting then. That's really cool. I think that could work well with Star Wars, and I wish oh, yeah. them all the best. Yeah. Good luck. Don't let the EA ruin you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, best of luck to that. I saw a funny meme about the EA graveyard the other day. I'll send you. Oh God, yeah. that's so sad. <laughs> it really is. Well, a uh, poor lion head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need them. Uh, Next piece yeah, of you news. Speaking your... of shooters. Yes, this is more your territory. You should take this over. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, so, um, I was writing about this just today. So, um, Modern Warfare 2, it's only a small bit of news this, but, uh, the Call of Duty of 2022, Modern Warfare 2, the sequel to Modern Warfare 2019, which I know you loved, it's in alpha, which for yes. the Call of Duty schedule is ahead of time. Normally they wouldn't be at that stage yet, which means we might be looking at an earlier October release rather than, um, November. 
And apparently, from one report of someone that's close to Infinity Ward, it looks like it's going to be very similar gameplay to Modern Warfare 2019. But apparently, it looks you know really astoundingly good because uh, Modern Warfare 2019 was, I thought, a paradigm shift. Like you can have a go at it in, yeah. from any other perspective, but those weapon animations, the crispness, the sound, it really did look phenomenal. And some of those campaign missions. So it looks like we're getting more of that effectively. Which is, I'm sure, great news for a lot of fans. You know, Modern Warfare 2019 was, I think, a lot of people's... It brought... I think there are thousands of people like you. No, more than that. Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. This was the Call of Duty that got them back into Call of Duty. It was the perfect setup to Warzone, I think, for a great many fans. Yeah, it definitely got me back into Call of Duty. Because uh, it was so strong. And the thing is, though, um, I think people are kind of getting tired... Um, um, sorry, tired with Call of Duty? Tired of. Yeah. Tired of. I think people have been tired of Call of Duty for about, for a while. And the the thing about Modern Warfare is that it felt like, I mean, uh, uh, completely unoriginal, but they, it felt like a fresh wind because of how, just simply by how good it was. Like, they just completely nailed it. And I wonder if they basically did the same game again, but prettier and bigger, I don't think it would have the same kind of impact. It would probably still be well regarded because the last few Call of Duty's were kind of meh. I, think, I do wonder yeah. if they can have another big impact like that, though, with just doing Modern Warfare again. Yeah, I think your criticism is very uh, well-founded, well and I think you're right that if they... Yeah, like, there is that danger that with Modern Warfare 2019, it was such a step up from such a, a lag, so few um, players liked the jet uh, jetpack era. You know, there are big fans <laughs> of that era, but a lot of people didn't. Um, you know, we went from bronze... To the jetpack era. Yeah, well, Sounds like an era of humanity. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> but now, then Stone it was the age, slide era. Bronze Age, jetpack age. Yeah, straight to it. it completely bypassed normal tech. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I do think what they'll have to lean on to get that same level of hype and wow, it's another attempt to form is to go back to the 2009 Modern Warfare 2, which is widely regarded as maybe the best Call of Duty of all time. They need to lean back on that legacy, even more so than Modern Warfare 2019 did with COD 4. This one needs to go back. and it need, On launch, we need Favela. We need Terminal. We need we High need soap. Rise. We need Soap. Exactly. Uh, we need Ghost. Well, R.I.P. We need Makarov. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember. I mean, did I even remember a single name from this campaign? tells you a lot about how good it was yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i mean a lot of people wait well i will but you're right a lot of people aren't call of duty fans you're right <laughs> not to that no. i mean i i literally last night quite randomly when i couldn't sleep thought about modern warfare 2 again for some reason i was like wow that campaign was so fucking good it was um, fantastic um and, and Modern Warfare 2018 was also quite good, but it was just too racist for me. Oh, like, you're racist, but it was so ignorant and, like, so stupidly... The Modern Warfare 2019 stupid. one? Yeah. I just well, think Russia are the easy targets, though. Like, who else do they make the baddies if not Russia? Although that yeah, Minotaur but... guy was like, I don't think any Russian is that bad. No, <laughs> yeah. no. Make him attack America again and leave, leave like, Middle East and, like... North Africa, whatever, out. Like, j don't do that again. 
What? Do, do do like Modern Warfare Two, make make stu- make it stupider, but in the in a cheesy, goofy way. Well, even if M- it's make Russia attack America, so they might step on um, politically incorrect uh, ice here. But I do want to see a return to South America. That was fantastic in the original Modern Warfare Two, not just for the map favela, but for just oh, it's such a such a the vibrant, fun so place for good. a shooter. Exactly, we don't go the, there enough in shooters. No, that's true. So I really want it's to see a, this go there. I, I mean. Also, when when um, when I played Modern Warfare Two, I was like twelve years old or thirteen years old or something, so I didn't care about these things. But n- now, um, it, it just grinds my gears more how awful, really, the storytelling in this game is. is uh, um, yeah. The rules of engagement uh, have changed, Faris. <laughs> <laughs> but if they make it like just minimal, minimally offensive and have great missions, yeah, they're I'll not going to do that. that. They're not going to do no, that. No, of course They're not. not. <laughs> but honest, honestly, Faris, the thing is, the thing is, uh, I, I hate to say it, but, you know, and I count myself among their number, COD fans are, aren't very conscientious. They're really no. not even going to pick up on these things. It's just going to be like, oh, sick, a P90. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, I get that. And I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it's just then not for me. And I'll just play the multiplayer, which will probably be great. Yeah, and if we so, get those on maps, it's going to be fire. Okay, so that's great news about Modern yeah. Warfare 2. Um, we're going to start getting, as I say, because it is ahead of schedule, usually we might expect um, a kind of July, mid-summer reveal. They might be pushing things back a month early because Vanguard had poor sales. The Caldera maps had such poor performance. That's brought negative attention. Warzone 2 will bring the hype again, but that's not till next year. So there's a lot riding on Modern Warfare 2, which is why I can see them... Um, wanting to push things ahead by schedule. So maybe there'll be a reveal soon, and as soon as we know more, we'll tell you. Now, the next bit of news, before we get on to... Well, would you like to introduce this? I can give you a bong. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. Bong. So, we got some trailers, John, for a very popular pop culture intellectual property that is about to come out. Um... I think already two two weeks ago it was um, we didn't cover it because we missed the last podcast. There was a very short trailer for that Amazon Lord of the Rings series. Yes, yes. Which I kind of just it's very brief mood trailer. Yeah, uh, it, so it's I just, just watching a about. ring being forged. Yes, and the thing is, I thought it was god awful. Just um, and the thing is, again. Um, it's it's a tiny trailer. It's like less. It's less than two minutes long. It's it's the opening monologue of of uh, the 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 fellowship, redone by uh, an actress who's not nearly as good as Kate Blanchett. No, no. Now that I agree with the the voice, the voice is so awful. It is. It's not dramatic or ethereal enough. We need nine the, rings nine for the human or whatever. And for it's the humans. Too, yeah, and it's and not so, good enough. It's awful. And I heard that. So you have close-up of the ring being forged, and that looked like really good CGI, and it, it was actually real. I I read, they actually really made it. And it's like, oh, I like okay, that. yeah, I like that's, that. That's that's not. I, I didn't lo- I didn't love like the the visual tone, but it didn't really matter. So it's it's a tiny taste, and I I think it's already off on the wrong foot because. It also clearly indicates that they will probably try to basically remake the movies. No, which... I don't think it does, though. Uh, but I'll, I'll let you go on. I mean, why else have that 
dead uh, monologue. Because, then. because, um, dear readers, if you go on earlygame.com for when we initially um, did an article on the first uh, image you can see of the series, we can see the lights of the two trees in the background, which harks back to a very early time in the first age. But I think the show is going to take place in the second age, and it's going to be a, there's going to be a big focus on Celebrimbor, who's the elf that originally forged the rings, and the fight that the elves had over the the initial fight that the elves had with Sauron when they realised they had been deceived in the forging of these rings. Now I think this trailer and the focus on forging of rings near enough confirms my predictions there, which I'm pretty chuffed by. I can't absolutely confirm this till we see the show, but I think that's where we're gonna be where we're gonna be seeing this. Well, I'm I'm not nearly as well versed in the lore as you, but it says here on uh, the best source, Wikipedia.org, the series is set in the second age of Middle Earth before the events of the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings novels. Yeah. The second age. Is that what you're saying? So, so, so yeah. well, there's the, the second age is very long, but I am saying it's going to take place in the second age. Uh, uh, yeah. Yep. yeah. Go away. Read my article on earlygame.com. Um, uh, I, I yeah. should. <laughs> yeah. I really went deep on that one. I think I was working the late shift and I'd had too much coffee in the day and I was like, oh my God, Lord of the Rings. When, when, when the editors are asleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> More to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> no word count. Yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah, okay, that's that's more interesting slightly, but still like I think that was a really bad choice for how to introduce the series. Yeah, the, like we were hyped enough that like there was no I I know what you mean. It was sort of a bit of a it was a bit pointless and it doesn't really give us an idea of the atmosphere and it, and... it quite clearly confused me as someone who doesn't know the lore. So just it doesn't it definitely does not hype me for it. I yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to watch it. I'm going to wait out the reception when it comes out. I think it's slated for this year, isn't it? Yes, I think it's October was at least the date I was aware of uh, last year. Mm. Or maybe it just said fall 2022, but I believe it's late October of this year. Yeah. Um, but And it is going okay. to be on Amazon, so my yeah. dad will watch it. I know that. Well, you know what? If as long as I have heard though, I hope they don't go full HBO because I did hear rumours that there might be full nudity, and I don't want that. I don't want or need that in my Lotra. Thank you very much. Lotra. Yeah. <laughs> I I, I kind of agree. I liked that. I when I watched those films as a kid, I thought they were sexy in a way because of Liv Tyler and Viggo Mortensen and what? Was like romantic. But you can't possibly be eighty. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, it was there was a very romantic films also in terms of like relation uh, like um, you know romance between people yeah. but I, I, it suited it that there was like fucking or something like you know it was like yeah I don't want to see that I don't want to if yeah. if if the true it king of Gondor fucking gets down I don't want to see that shit I don't need it yeah we got we got other websites for that yeah we got other um, websites for that <laughs> it says here it's scheduled for September two. Okay, so September. Oh, nice. And Summer, yeah. that's going to launch me into autumn with a big smile on my face. I'm doing a watch party for that, so you'll definitely have an invite. We'll watch it around my place, oh, bro. Thank you. Yeah, honey pee, honey uh, pee. I don't know. But I'm not having, but, but, and I obviously, Evan's going to be down for that, but I'm going to have strict rules. I'm not having open criticism of the show till we've seen it just yet, okay? So we're going to yeah. go into it with open minds. And open eyes, yeah. Yeah, and silence during the film, during the series. <laughs> <laughs> show. 
<laughs> not a peep. Not a single peep. Yeah. <laughs> you know who should also go into something with an open mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stretching a bit here. Okay. Yeah. Bong. Halo fans. <laughs> into this uh, series that also got a, a quite beefy extended trailer now. The Halo live action series. It is finally happening. Yeah. Steven Spielberg made it happen. Uh, no, I don't know if he's. Do you remember when he was like announced to be involved in the Halo thing like 10 years ago or something? Oh, dude, I've heard about Halo things. I've been missing on Halo things for a decade now. There was this yeah. amazing fan fan made trailer from back in day. Yeah. It was like good enough to believe. And my bless my little heart, I really thought we were getting a full, full film. And now we are getting a series. Um, we the Halo nerds, uh, of which I am no one. Um, and. I thought it looked okay. Um, I think it does. That, I think it looks yeah. dope, yeah. I think it kind of gives me Mandalorian vibes, but maybe a bit cheaper. Like, uh, I know what you uh, mean with Mandalorian. I know what you mean with Mandalorian. I was sort of, now I think about it, yeah, that's a very good call. Uh, high hopes, but let's. if it was that good, I think we'd have to count ourselves very lucky. Yeah, I, I don't know if it will, because it just looks like the kind of show that uh, will probably end up being rather cheesy, maybe a bit annoying. Um, but, Chief, why would you save me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, like, you're the Master Chief, eh? Of BR. Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, it looks very cheesy, I think. It really looks like a sci-fi, like, as in the sci-fi channel show. He's I, our I only hope. Ha- <laughs> I, I did kind of like the look of it. Like I think they absolutely nail some of the uh, mood and and the design from the game. Oh yeah, and Commander Keys looks. Like, I don't know how they found a yeah. human that looks that much like he does from the game. I thought that was pretty dope. For context, uh, listeners, go away and watch the trailer. It looks like this is going to yeah. take place uh, sort of in the opening uh, war with the Covenant it's, it's before the timeline. fall of Reach. Oh, it is. I thought it looks yeah. like it. It looked like the. Uh, <laughs> Bless my nerdism. It looked like the massacre on Jericho Seven, but you must have heard something different. I, I think it was uh, free place, for, yeah, as I said, I the think Free for Free said this is basically the start of a new timeline that runs parallel to the one of the games. Okay, yes, because and you know why? That's why there's that confusing line in it where it says um, you need to go and find the halos. It's just something like that. You need to go and find Halo. So it's not like the games where they accidentally happen upon Halo and discover it, but it sounds more like they have foreknowledge of it and then the chief goes out deliberately to find Halo. Or yeah, I'm Halo. not sure. It was kind of confusing and there's been a lot of comments of people like, uh, I wish they wouldn't have changed the thing. Why couldn't they just have remade the games? And I'm not even really sure what they're talking about. Except you couldn't remake this... the games. They couldn't. No, I'm not. The thing is, I don't really know what exactly they. It's it's different. But I mean, there's there's a there's like a the most notable one is that the the antagonist seems to be like this woman who works with the Covenant. Yeah, or, it, it or kind of looks like she disguises herself as a human in some way when you yeah, see her because, board that ship. Yeah, she talks about humans. With like a distance, like all oh, you humans or something like that. So, I wonder what the fuck is going on there. The That's hive mind has taken uh, thought form. Oh, I would love <laughs> if it was the big worm. It might well be. 
I think that yeah. if they, people who want them to remake the games, like I, like we get it, everyone loves the games, but there aren't enough human stories in the game. It would just be watching a guy drive around a ton. It, like, in the, in, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just driving around on an island or in the snow and be like Cortana. Yeah, and constant action. Like it would be too much for a show, as much as that might like, be just fun. Eight, eight hours of. Uh, underfunded action sequence. If it, yeah, if it was just one for one, really bad CGI. Then she's fast and low. Yeah. Oh, that was a terrible. Oh, I hope he gets some good grunt stuff in there. Uh, we must. Yeah, me too. But I, I, yeah, I completely agree, and I think um, they will clearly at least one person on this show is a big fan of this series. You can very much tell that. They are big fans of the games working on this. And I'm sure they will try their best to tell like a story that fits into it and is also different and works hopefully with the medium. That's kind of more my questions. Like, is it then actually a good show? Like, I think it's going to be a good Halo live action thing, but is it going to be a good series? I'm yeah. not convinced yet fully, but I am intrigued. I'm As not, you say, I'm not quite it's fully sure. cheesy. They're going to lean into the kind of Jesus complex of the chief. Mm. He's our only yeah. hope. Yeah, they're going to do a lot of that. But we'll and, see. and Cortana just straight up looks like a woman. Yeah. Which I thought was a bit weird. Yeah, they didn't do her enough as kind of like a hologram. No. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not quite sure how it's coming out to Germany. I couldn't find any conclusive information on that. Uh, it's, it's coming out uh, generally on Paramount Plus, which is also supposed to launch in Germany this year. So they Better launch in time for that. Uh, that would be quite good. I think... Um, I do wonder... Because um, Halo is very famous. I recently talked to my, my girlfriend, for example. Doesn't play games except Animal Crossing and some other um, exceptions. Even she knows what Halo is. But I wonder how actually big the mainstream appeal of it is. I can't... I'm not saying it doesn't have it, but I'm just not able to judge it. Like, if it just put the show in front of my dad, would he be interested in watching it? I'm not sure. Yeah. Is it just but too locked down to kind of it, sci-fi I mean, nerds or Halo, Halo yeah, nerds? If, if, if it would work, that could be a great, like, uh, start Paramount Plus by watching this big, cool sci-fi show. Like, that could work, I think. And then, and then, we might get in a few years, The Arbiter, which would be mm. also pretty cool. Also, the elites look great. Yes, and yeah, they do. I think they're probably CG, I'm not sure, but they look good. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I, I came out of it feeling positive, if a bit hesitant. So that's it's nice better that, than It's nice for. that it's coming soon. It's not one of those things where it's going to be up yeah. in the air and we've got to be trepidatious yeah, it's coming, for years. It's coming it's, in it's, March, right? It's coming in March, yeah. Do, you, do we have an exact date that we can give our listeners? <sighs> I just closed the tab. I think 24th. I think you're right. It's in the 20s, isn't it? Yeah. I just cut this together so it seems like so it sounds it's like seamless. Smart. 24th. Okay. And it'll be on the 24th, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lovely stuff. Well, who, Faris, who who owns Halo again? Uh, uh, Phil Spencer. <laughs> Microsoft. Microsoft. Like, and Xbox. what else does Phil Spencer own? Uh, a lot of cool video game shirts and uh, Call of Duty. <laughs> if you somehow haven't Warcraft, heard, we're going to rock your world. And Diablo. And mm. uh, Overwatch. And Starcraft. Guitar Hero. <laughs> <laughs> um, Microsoft bought 
Activision Blizzard or are going and to Candy buy them. Crush. And Candy Crush. Oh my god. They're going to make so much fucking money. Even more than they already have. <laughs> um, yes. I mean, it's a shame we missed last week's episode just for this topic. Because I would have loved to talk about it when it was a, uh, fresher. But, uh, yeah. Microsoft are intending to buy Activision Blizzard. Uh, you know. Huge acquisition. It's... Um, the numbers say it's going to be somewhere to 68 to $69 billion, which is an absurdly high amount, uh, high number. Dwarfs uh, the second biggest acquisition, I think, which was them buying Bethesda for, what, no, $15 billion? For uh, million, not billion. No, it even dwarfs the actual second biggest, which happened a week before, with Take-Two bought Zynga. Oh, Because that, that was like $12 billion or something. And no one gave a shit because of this. <laughs> Zip old news. Um, I mean it's fucking insane. Um, and we have to talk about it, which is why we're talking about it now. Um, maybe just like, what was your reaction when you read it, and what are your kind of general thoughts about this? My my immediate hot take was, I'm glad that Activision Blizzard will be under new management because clearly for a long time stuff's been yes. going wrong at the top. Yes. One side of me thought perhaps this is bad for the industry, though. This is too much of a monopoly and people will be forced into Xbox and Game Pass. But personally, and probably my overwhelming thing, was, oh no, I'm a Call of Duty fan. Does this mean I need to buy an Xbox? Yes, my personal thing was, I really hope. Because Sony's, I like a lot of the Sony exclusives, but... Now I think Xbox, Microsoft rather unquestionably have won the exclusives. Uh, I mean, it, if they make it exclusive, which, you know, is technically still an open question. Yeah, uh, Phil Spencer only said the next three they would definitely do on both, right? Yeah, because there are existing contracts that they're not going to breach. So they already signed to Sony, like, yeah, these games are going to come to to playstation which which are going to be modern warfare 2 warzone 2 and then one more right yes the 2023 game which will be back to triarch whatever they yeah. do in 2023 so um if they actually make off to the console exclusive that would be absolutely insane that's like the uh, among like at least in the west like the top five games at least right like in the world yeah i think it's um God, it's probably got to be one of, if not the most profitable single game of all time, right? As a franchise. It's definitely up there. Yeah. yeah. It'd be pre- well, it would be, as you Pokemon. say, absolutely mental. <laughs> yes, yes. So, I mean, I mean, if you just count direct, like, video game sales, obviously merch, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Pokemon is ridiculously out there. Yeah, that, that and FIFA are, like, uh, I think, like, the two, right? In terms of, yeah. let's say, yearly... Or year games on that regularly year, come out. yeah console sale console and pc sales yeah. yeah and if that was only available on xbox i mean you will fairly recently bought a ps5 like last year so i mean that would be fucking crazy it right? would be the word you're looking for is shit um, it would be shit not for me mate i have a high-end pc and game pass but but <laughs> with playstation one of the key features and why everyone i play with in a fairly decently sized warzone clan now why we all went playstation is because you can turn off crossplay and you can only play against console so the whole cheating thing which has dogged warzone since day dot 
is not an issue. Now, you yeah. don't get the field of view, but no one else does. So at least you're on an even playing field. But just that ability to go cross-play and never have to deal with any of that nonsense has probably what's been kept me on the game for as long as it has. Honestly, if I had to deal with cheaters as regularly as PC players do, I think I would have fallen off. Um, yeah, uh, I mean... So I really uh, hope they make a console and a cross-play feature. Yeah, then I'll happily I mean, jump into Xbox. That's an interesting discussion because, obviously, um, uh, if we stay on, let's say, what it mainly means for the games themselves, um, I mean, a lot of the Microsoft products always have problems, in a way. Like, Halo is plagued by problems in a way as good as Infinite is. Uh, Master Chief Collection was a huge mess. But even games like Forza was quite troubled when it came out. Um, the question, of course, is how much is that because these studios are under Microsoft management? Um, probably a bit. I mean, you saw how strong their hand was in the development of Halo Infinite in, in, in delaying that. So things will definitely change in terms of how these games are made. I mean, there's even been talk of maybe they won't make Call of Duty annually anymore. Um, no, I think they should do a mobile thing. And a make, mobile thing? Uh, well, no, the way that COD Mobile works is you've just got, like, uh, basically COD is a live service with all the best maps and constant seasons, and I think maybe they need to eventually start looking into doing that because the year-on-year releases are becoming less and less popular just because Warzone has become... Yeah, the central product now. And the thing is, will be to see how basically one giant company will be able to manage all of that, because that that will be there. Uh, there's so much effort that has to go into that, and so much uh, logistic managing of things. Where I do wonder how seamlessly that will go over, and how 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 much we will see it affect the games. But that's a question that will we won't have an answer for for like five years or so I no think. no you're right it's, it's not the deal's not even finalized to like what no, middle no. of 2023 i think or middle of 2020 yeah middle of next that's, year right it's that's like the prognosis that it will be officially done like next year yeah yeah because these things just take a long time and then i mean i i assume they will as quickly as possible chuck everything they can into game pass i mean probably not every, everything they can they're quite smartly uh, split it up when they got Bethesda. It wasn't like you got everything at once. You got like Fallout and Doom first or something like that. And then the other Scrolls stuff. Um, I mean, you know, lest we forget, there's a thing called Battle.net. I do wonder what they do with that. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure, I mean, big part of this is making Game Pass not just the best deal in gaming as it's called all the time, but uh, an inevitability. Yeah, like, like the kind of Netflix level of ubiquity yeah. that when people say, what are you watching tonight? They mean, what are you watching on Netflix for a certain yeah. generation? Yeah. That that worries me as well, though. As much as it is good, and it is good from a consumer perspective at the current price, it's just, it, uh, yeah, it's going to become an inevitability, something you need to have. You know, and I happily pay at the moment, but I like that I could choose not to and still get a wide range of games. Although yeah. I will say, I do hope... Um, what I've liked that I think 343 have done really well, and I, you're right, you know, Microsoft might own it, but how much is this individual devs and how much are the larger owners yeah. involved? But I do think Hard 343 have done what with their esports um, and with their league, they've done what I would like to see 
the Call of Duty devs or the kind of they, they offer the support to the Halo esports scene that I would love to see. Um, Activision, well, they never will, but I would love to see the COD devs offered to their esports scene. They've done, and, a, they've done a really good job with Halo esports so far. And it's not easy absolutely. to make something like that work for esports because it's quite a different game. It's, it's ground up casual, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. I mean, it's 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 uh, it's like um, I actually uh, worked on a couple of stories about this that Blizzard basically just gave up on esports except for Overwatch, which kind of eventually got so popular as in esports that it just kind of ran by itself like it's kind of on the autopilot yeah and um uh, cod seems very small at least in terms of like interest by um, comparison of like the player base that are then also into the esports yeah it's tiny like the it's yeah. got an okay it had like I don't know I think fifty thousand or something viewers for the kickoff weekend recently, but it's yeah by comparison to the amount of people that play it, it's very yeah. small. So they're never given priority when it comes to making game decisions, uh, yeah, game design decisions. Yeah, that that's some uh, that's definitely something that I can see if if they even change because there's there's going to be so many layers of management now. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, let, let's talk uh, about the uh, personnel stuff a little, little bit later again, but. Um, I, that's definitely something I can see Microsoft kind of push more into and and, and give more time and and uh, resources to for them uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And they really uh, they leaned in and quite uh, you could tell that they took their esports scene quite seriously because they I, I believe it was from higher up above three four three that leaned in uh, when they were like there was a recent someone in the Halo Pro scene was kind of caught not fully cheating but basically doing like a region lock of uh, sort of I don't know what you'd call it but they basically. They they basically made it so everyone who was playing against them were forced onto certain servers that gave the enemy mm. team worse ping, and then they gave them quite a significant um, punishment, which was you know good to see them actually taking themselves seriously and yeah. not letting that stuff go by. But let's move on to those personnel issues because that's probably my main reason I'm glad to see Activision Blizzard finally going to the administration because yeah. the end or Microsoft, Spencer taking over means our friend Bobby K will be out. Bobby K is out. Uh, I mean, it's not officially because of legal reasons he's staying on until the takeover is complete. But it's been basically confirmed by inside sources and stuff that he will go. I mean, he'll be very richly compensated, which is a bit of a shame. Yes. Um, yeah. Because he's a monster. But he will be gone. And I do wonder, I mean, of course, the... the um, um, we have kind of a saying in German like the 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 fish stings from the head onwards. So, of course, him being gone would will change a lot. But there's tons of other people in high up positions that um, um, that will have caused this horrible work environment that we all reported on over the last months or so. Yeah, you, you're um, absolutely right. We can't just, as much as he is a bad person, you, you let everyone else off if you just put, pin it all on one monster. Yeah. So it's it's a very delicate and complicated situation because you have so many people implicated that are also still there at the company and it's, it's, it's such a huge mess. I mean, interestingly, because of this huge hit that Activision took in terms of publicity, that's basically why Microsoft could afford to buy them. Because their value just sunk quite dramatically. Yeah. Just uh, a really weird uh, fact, but yeah, like it's it's um, they have a lot of 
cleaning up to do, but they also have a, a wide range of uh, easy feel good stories here. I can totally see them making uh, taking over Activision Blizzard after a few months making a video like, "Oh, look at our nice company where we're all a family and everyone's being treated well," and isn't Microsoft great for having done this? Um, <laughs> And that's all really weird. And I just hope that they actually are going to uh, change things to the better for the employ employ um, employees who really like suffered at Activision Blizzard. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't do, they couldn't treat them much worse than, you know, Activision no, Blizzard, sure. months for it a massive only release. Get Let's fire half the QA staff. Okay, yeah. we'll make a union. Yeah, we don't recognize that union. We're going to have to be legally forced to recognize your union. Yeah. Yeah, it, it can only get better because like you said, there's no way it can get worse. No. But there will be something that I think people need to like uh, and us as journalists as well need to keep an eye on over the next years. Because yeah, it's 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 a mess and I'm and I'm very, very I think it is important to see how they navigate it. Yes, well. and in this kind of changing of the guard, are the right people flushed out? and the right people promoted into their positions. You're absolutely yeah. right. You're absolutely right. That burns upon us. But let us end on something a little more lighthearted. Hopefully, yes. this brings a new dawn, and we can see a light at the end of the tunnel with a little ex-Microsoft uh, Xbox symbol beaming through. They've taken <laughs> over. The year is 2023, Faris. It's sort of September. There's going to be a whole host of games out. And uh, Microsoft announced in a surprise reveal that next week is going to be the release of which Activision Blizzard game would you most want to see Microsoft do something with, make a sequel to, radically change? Where are you most looking at seeing what new management could do with these old ActiBliss titles? Ah, this is uh, this is very tough because they have so many uh, obscure and kind of forgotten titles. Starcraft uh, Three. Starcraft 3. Uh, I don't care Starcraft about Starcraft, I'm 3. sorry. <laughs> I would rather have a new Warcraft. Warcraft is my thing. Um, That's just Starcraft uh, with extra steps. <laughs> Starcraft is just uh, Warcraft being extra. But um, I actually... So, first of all, I want a new, very, very good Tony Hawk game. Because I used to love those games and I haven't been able to play the remake yet because I didn't want to pay for it. But um, I will. Uh, I, I love Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and I want him to do a new good one because there hasn't been a good original one in like 20 years. Um, or 15. And that would be really great. I actually recently wrote an article about uh, them, made, <laughs> at least Bobby Kotick saying Microsoft could bring back Guitar Hero. And that, if, that would be... Interesting, potentially fantastic. I don't know. Potentially if a huge mess. Are there? Is there enough money in those party games anymore? Mate, oh. uh, probably not during COVID, but I mean, I, um, and it is a huge hassle. I mean, um, you see, we, we uh, everything is getting delayed and and uh, is in shortage right now. Like people can't get anything that's complicated in any manner. Like making these plastic instruments i mean we'll, they would only do this in like five years or something so maybe then there'll be resources galore but it would be quite quite a gamble which activision blizzard lost a few times 
but it would be so much fun. I love those games. I absolutely love those games. And if they made a new one with fantastic kits that are more affordable, uh, that would be so cool. You seen the video of the guy that completed Dark Souls 3 with a drum kit, with a Guitar Hero drum kit? That's a good, that's I, I a saw good someone play it with the guitar, yeah. Yeah, I've seen there's another <laughs> one where he's got the drum kit and he's just sort of tapping his way through the bosses. Absolutely class. That sounds great. Um, otherwise, I will... I'll I'll do a quick research and see what else they have. Bring back Skylanders. No, just kidding. <laughs> what would you pick? Is there some old favorite? Of Starcrafter. Yours? Starcraft. Starcrafter. Yeah. You you big Starcraft guy. Yeah. I never talked about this before. Uh no, I I haven't brought it up on the pod because I haven't played Star I haven't played Starcraft two again since we started the pod. Um, I haven't played it in a long yeah. time. It supports basically stopped. Um, I do. There's only like one mate I ever really played it with, um, and me and him have just played a few other games since then. But yeah, we used to actually grind it like hell. Um, loved it. Um, yeah, I, I fantastic game. Um, and I just, I just, I just get the sense, or I was getting the sense that we were never really going to get a third. Um, and I think, and uh, maybe with... this will bring it. Um. Actually, I could see a stock. Actually, with those old Blizzard titles, I could see them being like, even twenty years after release, being like, okay, this is StarCraft Four, not like uh, Three, sorry, not just rebooting it, you know? Yeah. Because I, th I think people would be on board with that. The same with Warcraft. Uh, <laughs> call it that. I meant to say Warcraft Four, but call it Warcraft, please. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think we just found the name of the sequel. There's just, yeah. I think if uh, Age of Empire shares uh, anything, is that there's, there's still there's still a bit of uh, there's still some hunger for RTS games. No, no it, it could work. I mean, I I do wonder like how though. Like, I mean, Age of Empires Three was good, but it wasn't like a huge hit. I mean, if you if you do like a cool single player campaign and big fancy cutscenes, and it's the space marine guy smoking a cigar, I think I think you will rake in your millions. <laughs> but I, I'm also not fully convinced. Uh, we'll see. Uh, they did some good stuff towards the end when it was still supporting it. They brought in this amazing co-op mode, and they were doing some kind of fun things with it still. But we'll have a look. We'll have a look. That was a wonderful episode. It was really enjoyable. We've had lots to talk about. Uh, and I can't wait till... Well, we'll see each other at work again tomorrow. But I can't wait for yeah. you, dear <laughs> listeners, to hear us again in a week. Anything else you'd yes. like to say to the listeners before we say goodbye here, Faris? Um, oh, I, I have a recommendation. Ah, of course. Please. Um, I, I missed this when it happened. But a few weeks ago, uh, Awesome Games Done Quick happened. I don't know if you know this or are a fan or something. No, no, I'm not a fan. So uh, it's it's an event uh, that goes on for a week, I think, where um, it hosts a bunch of speedruns, and it's live streamed on Twitch. It's usually an in in person event now, completely online, and they um, collect money for uh, the uh, a, a cancer char charity for cancer research, and uh, it's such a huge thing by now that they every year now. Um, collect like two, three million dollars, and I'm a, quite a big fan of speedruns, and they're such an amazing thing to watch. Like, just the most incredible stuff going on all the time. Like the, the people finishing hour-long games in like forty minutes, or or sometimes in like two minutes, and either just showing unbelievable skill or completely breaking games. Is, is absolutely fantastic. I, I And I'm now starting to catch up with them. They're all available on YouTube. Uh, highly recommend 
someone finished Sekiro Shadows Die Twice by From Software blindfolded in two hours. Blindfolded? That, yeah. You know the the game by the Lord. Dark Souls? Yeah, I do know. I, literally, I couldn't even finish that game. It was so hard. And that guy did it without seeing. And it was <laughs> unbelievable. Well, if you didn't feel bad enough about your gaming skills, uh, <laughs> listeners... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Watch those people. You will feel completely inadequate. Yeah. I don't it's deserve like a new to dimension. hold a controller. Well, please, actually, uh, that sounds like a fantastic cause. Please, if you get the exact dates or times, uh, uh, edit in, or please, uh, if you've got like a start time or something, if we can put it in the description or something, it'd be great if we, yeah... Oh, it, it already happened. It's done. But you oh, can done. watch the okay. archive. You can go back and see the VODs. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I'll put the link for that in, in the description for sure. Okay. Lovely stuff. Nice. Yeah, very cool. And there's there's always two in the year. So there's going to be one in summer as well. Okay. Lovely stuff. That sounds great. Well, go away and enjoy that, listeners. Have a fantastic week. Play as yeah. much as you can of your favorite games with your favorite friends. Play Hitman. Play Hitman. <laughs> I'm going to play a little bit of XCOM. And uh, awesome. we will speak privately about um, Ghost Recon Frontlines. Um, lovely <laughs> yes, stuff. I and as excited. soon as I can, we'll share it with you listeners. Yes. Okay, lovely stuff. Arriva Dirty. Ciao, 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 ciao.